Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown. Here's the guest menu for October the 28th here on the show. We're going to be joined by Charles Edmund very shortly. Also, in our number one, the legendary, the famous Larry Chatterbox Hale of the TSU uh, network. You'll join us. Then our usual cast of Coach Van Petaway. We'll speak with Brandon B.J. Jones. And then also, last but not least, in the second hour, the women's basketball coach at Southern University, Coach Carlos Funchez. Here's what's trending on the Coles Brown Show. Just simply this. Our thoughts and prayers uh, go out to uh, Coach Sean Wallace, former Southern University football player, now defensive back coach. He works with the safeties. He's battling a health issue, a pancreatic cancer. Uh, he's now in Houston to receive treatment. If Coach Wallace is anything like he uh, was as a collegiate football player at Southern University, he's going to fight, fight, and fight. So continued blessings and prayers up. Uh, to uh, Coach Sean Wallace, and uh, I, I know that um, uh, he will 
take on this challenge. That's what's trending here on the Carlos Brown Show. Now we'll be joined by Charles Etman of the Alcorn State Radio Network. Charles, are you there? everyone welcome to another edition of the coles brown show right here on the black college sports network uh guest menu charles Edman, larry chatterbox hale coach van petaway brandon bj jones joins us and also last but not least coach carlos funches the women's basketball coach at southern university i uh, want to set up our thoughts and prayers to southern university football safeties coach coach sean wallace uh, he's battling a health issue, pancreatic cancer. Uh, so our continued prayers and thoughts with Coach Wallace. If he's anything like he was as a collegiate football player, he will fight this with all of his might. Uh, there's also some GoFund information um, for uh, Coach Wallace. He's now in Houston, Texas, receiving uh, treatment to fight pancreatic cancer. With that being said, uh, we'll be joined now by uh, Charles Edmund of the Alcorn State uh, Radio Network. Uh, he'll join us as far as uh, some big games coming up in the conference this week. We'll look at the game of the week, in our opinion. Also, Southern University and Texas Southern, that is going to be a very interesting matchup because, quite honestly, Texas Southern has had Southern University's uh, number the last two years. So with Southern University, now it comes down to a four-game season. 
they've got to win the week. And they started last week against Bethune-Cookman, um, 28-18 victory over uh, the Wildcats to uh, run their record to 4-3, uh, and three, now on a uh, two-game winning streak, 3-1 and one in the Western Division. Now, there's a, there's a log jam. There's a log jam in the Western Division. We'll take a look at uh, of that as well um, as far as who will come out of the Western uh, Division. With Southern, they've got to win the week. It's down to a four-game season, and it starts this Saturday, then next Saturday. If they simply went out, they simply went out, then they will uh, represent the Western uh, Division. But we shall see how that uh, goes. For for Southern University, simply last week, uh, offensively, um, they they were balanced. The running game was productive. Uh, Kendrick Rhymes, um, over 100 yards rushing. Uh, Southern's first scoring drive was a 10-play, 94-yard drive, four minutes and two seconds the time of the drive. That is what I am looking more of. You know, this offense, it's big plays. And, of course, later on in the game, they had a big play. But uh, this offense has been inconsistent. But if they get big plays, if they make big plays, then uh, they kind of don't get it done as far as being very inconsistent. I would like to say it's either big play or bust. But they were able to get it done to be balanced and for for Southern University. That's a good start. Now, can they build upon that and get a consistent running game, consistent offensively? Can they put together long drives? Can they be uh, more, and I'm just saying this, more creative and utilize all of the offensive weapons in their arsenal? If they can do that, they'll have a good chance. They'll have a good chance of representing the Western Division. And let me add this. I, I think Coach Dula has to come up with one of his most creative game plans going forward every week for Southern University. Defensively, they're very solid. Number two in the conference, look for them to force more turnovers. If they can get all of this, those things done, in my opinion, They'll have a shot in the Western Division. Now, let's see. Uh, Charles is ready to join us. Charles Edmond of the Alcorn State Radio Network. Are we ready for Charles? And there he goes. Charles, good morning to you. Good morning. A lot of things going on at the reservation, I can see, huh? Yeah, the crowd's trickling in, um, you know, Mississippi Valley. All corn, one of the bigger rivals. It's a big Saturday, and uh, let's let's buckle it up and see how this thing plays out. The next couple of weeks are going to be really huge. You know, who's to, who's to say that with a month left in the regular season, you have teams that control their own fate? The Braves are not one of those. Southern University is one of those. Prairie View is one of those. So there's going to be some jockeying. This is one of the big games of the week. Big game of the year down in Tallahassee, the game of the year in the conference. I think there's going to be some games of the year in the divisions, depending on what happens in Tallahassee. If FAMU drops a game today, A&M waiting in the wings, 
A&M folks said, bring on the Rattlers. So there's a lot of jockeying still. Even though FAMU controls the East, they can't afford to slip. A&M with a big win over Grambling. Of course, we're red hot right now. We got a running game going last week. Jaguars come here next week. A lot of folks anticipating that game next week, but we got to get by Valley today. Yeah, you you got to be focused on one week. I know you want to peep and look at the next week. I've got people already asking me about next week. I, I'm not worried about next week. As a Southern University alum and fan, this season has not been easy. So you can't afford to be looking ahead. Now, right. what you can do is look at a, a Texas Southern team, albeit Andrew Body is not there, a very dangerous team. Got a chance to um, kind of listen to the game last week with FAMU. If the game would have ended at halftime, Texas Southern, hey, what a performance the first half. Second half, you knew FAMU was going to put some things together. But a very dangerous Texas Southern team. That is my opinion. Also, I talked about it in the opening. They're going to be confident regardless. They're coming in AEW Mumford Stadium. They've won the last two years. So they're going to be confident. And so Southern can't let their guards down. Motivation, I'll leave that up to the coaches. They'll probably say, Coach Dooley, it's important because it's the next game, right? The fans look at this because they have witnessed the last two years. So they're going to be fired up. So I hope the energy is there. And I hope that this football team is focused and comes out with energy and win the week. At this point in the season, I don't think you have to give all these rah-rah speeches. You got to just get in there and get it done. It's basically a four-week four season now. And if you can go 1-0 each week, you represent the West. If you don't do it, you won't represent the West. And then you look toward 2024. Now, people have been asking me about what kind of crowd you think it's going to be. Uh, I think the Jaguar Nation is very unsettled about with this football team right now. Although they still have their goals in front of them, I don't think it'll be a packed house. I really don't think that's the case. But interesting games throughout the conference. I would say the game of the week is in Tallahassee, FAMU and Prairie View. Now, Charles, I've already put it out there. Unless FAMU has a total collapse, they'll represent the Eastern Division. You know, I'm, I'm not being optimistic, pessimistic, none of that. They will represent the East. And for the teams next for next year, they'll have next year to dethrone the Eastern Division champions. Could I be wrong? That's a possibility. But I don't think so. FAMU has been constantly, consistently the best team in the conference. Now, the Western Division, different story. We'll see what happens. Yeah, there, there's a little. I mean, FAMU controls the East. There's no question. There's a little bit of thread of hope for There's only one other team, I think, that could probably catch FAMU. And, of course, FAMU has to open the door, and that's Alabama a And that's only because they haven't played them yet. And that game's in Huntsville, mm-hmm. as I mentioned. So if, 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 if FAMU gets tripped up on their homecoming, 
then yeah. But also, that's a lot of ifs. There is a lot of ifs. But, you know, hey, I'm going to say this. I know you did not have a show last week. I was going to say this based on last week's games the week before, uh, two weeks ago with two teams losing on their homecoming. It's the silly season in the swag as far as I'm concerned. I have no idea what I think is going to happen because we didn't expect what we saw two weeks ago. Now, things settled in last week. Rays got it done. Southern got it done. You know, Jackson handled Valley, even though it was a lot closer. So I, I don't know really what to expect at this point with a month left in the regular season. I have no idea. I will say this. I will say this. No one is picking preview. You know, Coach, Mc, Co- Coach McDowell said this week, we're ready to go. It's going to be a tough environment, sellout crowd. The game is flexed from ESPN3 to ESPNU. They realize the importance of this game. Sellout crowd at Bragg. Folks trying to get tickets down there. Brian Fulford can probably fill us in on all that good stuff. But no one's giving Prairie View a chance. And, hey, I'm pulling for FAMU. I want to bribe Willie Simmons and say, hey, I'll give you 10 bags of your flaming hot sunflower seeds if you can get it done today. But then we got to get it done today too, Carlos, to make to make that argument stick. Southern's got to mm-hmm. get it done. No guarantees there either. So, um, hey, I, I don't know what to expect, but I, I do know this. At this point, for you to have a chance, for you to control your own destiny, you talked about it. What teams control their own fate right now in the month left? Jack, uh, Jackson State doesn't. FAMU does in the East. Southern does in the West. Alcorn doesn't. And so to be in this position, I think it says a lot about all the battles, all the attrition, all the cussing and fussing. And here you are. You control your own destiny where you want to go. Yeah. Um, someone asked me about midterm grades. And I, and I thought about doing it for, for Southern University, of course. Um, but just at the spur of the moment, uh, offense, Charles, I think I would have to give Southern, and, and usually I'm known for being uh, having a, a very generous <laughs> curve, grading oh. scale. Oh. <laughs> no, well, well, that too. Uh, many things, I guess. Uh, many opinions. But I, I would have to give Southern's offense a C minus because it was high expectations offensively. You got quote unquote offensive guru, and uh, you got a better quarterback room. You got all the personnel in place, but it it just it wasn't that. Remember the first couple of weeks. At a poultry, 12, 13 points a game. A little bit better now, but very inconsistent. And, and you know, from uh, uh, you scratch your head from the play calling. Um, I was going to look at how many tight ends have caught caught a pass. I think it's under it's under 12. You know, it, it, it's just been either big play or bust, feast. Uh, famine. So, and, and I'm and I'm being nice. I think I, I bet you if I look in the chat room, it, it may not be even a um. What did I say? A C C minus. <laughs> it may not. It may not even be that. Or did I say a C plus? No, what I'm C minus. Defensively, I'd have to give them an A minus, and and it would be a solid solid A, except for on third downs. 
little shaky there. And then forcing turnovers compared to the year before. They're one of the top teams in the country on the FCS level forcing turnovers. And, and special teams, I, I guess I would have to give a, a B. Could be some improvement there. Maybe if I look hard, maybe a B minus. Let's change that to B minus. Yeah. So that's just kind of the midterm grades, and you know, you're playing with it in your in your head about that. Um, you know, intangibles, you know, just just very inconsistent. And you know, we talk about expectations. Is there pressure for to meet those expectations? I, I think that's just with Southern and some of the top blue bloods in the conference. That's something they always have to deal with, and how you how you adjust to those expectations, how you uh, mentally are you ready for it. Then, of course, there's the physical standpoint as well. So in in spite of all of that, once again, winning the Western Division is still within reach. Yeah, and look, I've I've tooted this bandwagon for Southern all year, and I think right Mm -hmm. As we look at it in this moment right now, number one, Southern controls Western Division, no doubt about that. But if you look at the struggles, the hit and misses, the ebbs and flows of the season to this point, I think you have to give some people some credit for hanging in. There have been some tough games. The schedule for Southern has not been overwhelming or underwhelming. You open up with Bama State, swack opponent. Jackson State, swack opponent. Doesn't count on paper, but you got a chance to get exposed you got a chance to get cussed out and fussed at. The question is, do you make your adjustments from there? Yeah, you played Lincoln on homecoming, however way you want to, whatever you want to get out of that. A lot closer game than people thought. I thought Southern would score 100 points. But despite that, despite everything, here you are. You're one of only a handful of teams in this league that control your own fate. And I think for that, you have to kind of be fortunate. You have to be blessed and lucky, too, to have that situation. So, Hey, in a few weeks, if Southern gets to where they want to be, are we going to be looking back on it and cussing and fussing? Will you? Will the Jaguar Nation? Probably so, because it didn't have to be this hard. But at the end of the day, as Landon Bussey says, winning is hard. And sometimes you have to go through those tough times. Maybe Southern's on the other side of it. For us, we were in the same boat. But all of a sudden, we beat Alabama State, a game that that really probably should have lost. Held on Mm -hmm. to beat Grambling, you know, Took care Could of time. We did what we were supposed to do. Our running game got going last week, over 300 yards rushing against UAPB. That is refreshing because our running game had been stagnant the last three weeks uh, up until last week. So, you know, the Braves are figuring it out. Different offense with Aaron Allen. Arguably, you could say, if not the top passer in the league, one of the top two for sure, along with Musa. Who thought that six months ago? So it's just the ebbs and flows of the season. You just never know. You talk about tight ends, Carlos. Do you know that the Braves' number one receiver in terms of touchdown receptions is our tight end, Truck Griffin? He has more mm-hmm. touchdowns than any receiver. And so, to your point, getting that tight end involved is definitely huge, especially when your running game isn't is, is on par or when it's struggling to push the ball down the field. And, you know, it's interesting, Charles, and, and I always enjoy kind of looking, peeping over in the chat room, um, and of course, they're talking about you know the conversations going on now. Um, 
but um, I'm looking. Someone said, oh, Mr. IC says, I still say we don't know who Alcorn is. You know, and, and maybe because it's interesting. Uh, we, we talked about him. You kind of mentioned it a moment a moment ago. Carrie uh, uh, <laughs> says, as much as I don't like them, I think it could be cool if Alcorn made it to the SWAG championship. And they have, I still say, a legitimate shot as, as well next week. And w- what we said, we don't want to look ahead. But next week, depending on this week, we'll see what happens. But um, sometimes it's better to be lucky and good or lucky than good. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm getting all choked up. But Alcorn, you know, and I've tuned in, Charles, very fortunate in a couple of games because if, 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 if the football pendulum swings the other way, Alcorn is not even mentioning in the conversation of having a shot to win the West. Yeah. So, um, and that's good. I I think uh, with this team and look, I would agree that we have transformed our offensive identity. If you think about Braves football over the last 10 years, it's ground and pound and running the football from Arnold Walker and the Lance Turner. I mean, you can just name the backs that we've had putting it in their belly. But this year, with Aaron Allen being more of a pocket passer and even more so using his legs a lot more this year, and Fred Pierre talked about that and just getting it out and figuring out a way to get the first downs with your feet, more so this year than last year. Uh, uh, we've kind of transformed into a pass first, pass second, maybe run third right now, even though with the 300 yards we had last week, maybe we'll get back to the ground and pound. Because if we get that plus Aaron Allen pushing the ball down the field, this offense can be really dynamic. So I think as far as our offensive identity, I think it's been a little bit of a switch. You know, in years past with Felix Harper and Noah Johnson, you got to account for their arm as well as their legs. Aaron Allen coming from La Tech was more of a pocket passer. But this year, he's using his legs more. And this year, especially with Tyler Macon going down, we're more of a passing team right now. Now, that could switch today. If we can run it against Mississippi Valley, you know, if we can get back to that like we did last week, then we're back to – what we're used to, and I think what fans are used to when you're talking about the Braves' identity. So, yeah, it is a little bit of a change for people who expect the Braves to be a run-first team. But right now, Aaron Allen is red-hot throwing the football, spraying the ball around, getting our tight end involved. So it is a little bit of change for people who are used to seeing the Braves ground a pound. Well, from the outside looking in, and I think that's a good thing because I think Alcorn wanted to, to, to run the football, of course. That's their mojo. But I thought I, I think defensively, teams were able to focus on stopping the run. So Alcorn evolved within the season, within a few games, and they were able to do it. And Allen to me is the better situation. I know Maker came in with a lot of fanfare coming from Missouri, very athletic. But for as a total package. I think he is the best fit for that all-corn offense. And that's from the outside looking in. Adrian says, Carlos, pull up the swag standards. The stats say differently for corn. Allen has zero games over 300 yards. What are you talking about, passing? He's talking about passing? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we are. Well, but you could be successful in not throwing for 300 yards. 
particularly if you're balanced. I go back to Southern last week. Whoa, the running game reappeared. I believe in balance. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt in the one change, I would say we're pushing the ball down the field, but it's not a lot of deep shots. It's more the dinks and dunks, the square outs, the check downs, the crossing routes, the rub routes. It's, it's not a lot of deep stuff with this offense. So, yeah, we're throwing the ball more, but it's not it's not airing it out. It's not like the late Steve Air McNair just airing that thing down the field. It's not that. We're getting a lot of intermediate stuff. You got to stop that. You crowd the box. Then you get some stuff over the top. Malik Rogers has stepped up. A couple of receivers have stepped up. So it's not a lot of deep stuff, not a lot of flash, but it's just getting being efficient and being manageable, being able to manage the game. And that's what Aaron Allen has been able to do. And that's a part of the reason why our offense is, is a little bit more is a little bit more productive than it's been because we were stuck in a and we were stuck in the mud. You look at USM, you look at Stephen F, you look at McNeese, it was a slog offensively just getting anything done. And now we're getting some stuff done. We're being more productive. We got to avoid the penalties, though, Carlos. What's going to hurt us? What hurt us last week against Pine Bluff? If there was one ding on our, our game, we had three penalties in the red zone that killed drives, pre-snap penalties offensively. We can't have that. You just cannot have that. Our kicker, Keani, missed a short field goal. We got a penalty that set us back. So those are the little things that just gnaw at you. And Fred McNair was ticked off about that, talked to him about it the other day. Those are some of the things that can set you back, that can hurt you, especially in the red zone. Let's do this. And don't look, don't mention penalties. How about 115 <laughs> yards of penalties? How about being disciplined? How about in the middle of the season, you're still getting those doggone penalties? Don't tell me about penalties. They can really kill drives. Our next guest, our first guest actually is here. So we're going to take a timeout. Uh, this guy, I, I, I first listened to him audio football game and i'm like who is this guy he is <laughs> entertaining and he's he brings energy to the game and he's really into it i love it when he gets on the refs oh my goodness this next guest uh, the, our first guest he's iconic and uh you know in this business you get to meet people and uh, form relationships and um this this guy He's outstanding. When it's all said and done, Charles, he should be in the SWAC broadcast. If we gotta have a new category, broadcast hall of fame or in the SWAC Hall of Fame. I'll tell you who that guy is when we come back. We'll take a break. You're watching Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Itchy, squirmy, scratchy. Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. 
Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interests and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire. 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. T -ham week's edition of the Coles Brown Show, and there we have him, the iconic, and I think he's traveling to Baton Rouge or to the stadium, Larry Chatterbox here. Chatter, can you hear me? Hey, brother, I can hear you just fine. How you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. At first, when you started talking about iconic, it makes the game sound exciting. I said, man, I thought he told me to call in at 1130. <laughs> he had somebody lined up ahead of me, and I didn't even know it. Did, he, did I get bumped, or... Was there a miscommunication? Someone else's name on the screen that's not mine? No, it's you, brother. And I meant every, <laughs> I meant every word of it. How, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I always enjoy listening to you from the Jaguar Journal to the Carlos Brown Show. Always entertaining. Your guests are always spot on. And I'm just, be, I'm just always glad to be a part of it whenever my number's called. Well, Everything I said, you deserve, and I, and I really meant it because, man, uh, I can remember from swag basketball tournament games to uh, football games, and of course, uh, listening to you take on my alma mater, Texas Southern, and successful the last two years. We're going to get into a little bit more of that. Uh, <laughs> box, uh, I think Southern's going to be confident, but, um, if you could, your career in broadcasting, it's it spanned a lot of years. And uh, I, I, I know you heard me say in this business, you meet a lot of people and you form some great relationships. Um, but your, your career in broadcasting, outstanding. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I've been able to, fortunate to be the voice of the TSU Tigers for 24 seasons. Met uh, some great people come along the way. Lonzo Giles and I. Uh, we're tandem. He does the video. I do the radio. We've been together for 24 seasons. Frat Brothers, shout out to Five Beta Sigma, by the way. We've been in some places that we would have probably been if we wouldn't have been for Texas Southern University. Been to Hawaii, been to Wisconsin. I know I have no, that was never on my bucket list to go visit Wisconsin in the wintertime. That was never on my bucket list. Uh, been to a couple of NCAA tournaments. Uh, uh, had some championship banners dropped, just being a part of some great teams, uh, being able to interview some great people, 
and especially these young student athletes, uh, they lock on to you and they remember you. And every time they come back to the campus, they're always looking for you. So it's always great to be around. I, hey, I, I have no complaints. No complaints. Visiting with Larry Chatterbox Hill on the PSU Radio Broadcasting Network. Um, I talked about relationships. And I know we could go on and on about it, but um, some of those relationships that you've uh, built, talk about that. Well, as far as on, on the radio side, I have great friends that I've developed uh, relationships with over the years. Lee Hall, Charlie, Charlie Edmonds with the gray beard, looking good, Charlie with the gray beard, uh, Santoria Black, uh, also uh, Powers. Uh, we did some great, great stuff with him. Oh, uh, Rob J, my good friend down there in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, man, it's just a, a slew of people. Uh, that you really always come in contact with, Sam Brown, uh, Mike Prince, guys like that that you know throughout the years and you contact them and anytime you need anything, a why or an interview or soundbite, they're always uh, obliging to you. One of the things I tell people uh, Uh, he's in tra he's traveling, so let's see if we can um, give him a second to, to pop back in. If not, we're visiting with uh, Larry uh, Chatterbox. Come. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Chatterbox. Can you hear me? I'm back on. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're back. Continue, please. Yes. Uh, you know, you build great relationships because think about it. We see. In basketball, we see each other's radio guy twice. Uh, we go to their place, they come out. We try to make it comfortable for them when they come into a hostile environment. You're already going to have everybody fired up and this and that. But, you know, us radio guys, we got to stick together. It's like a fraternity, the media. And I've seen how the media has grown in the past few years. Carlos, we could be in the media room at the SWAC tournament or SWAC media day, and you could basically know who was there, but now it's so many people, you, you're constantly meeting new people. You know, like you have the diehards, like if you mentioned Southern, oh yeah, Carlos Brown or, or Joe Dupree, or you mentioned Jackson State, you know, Rob J or the late Bob Carpenter. Uh, when you talk about Valley State, Lee Hall is staple. Everyone knows Charlie Edmonds at Alcorn State. You know what I mean? It's just different guys that you know is gonna be there. Uh, no matter what. And sometimes they say Chatterbox, oh, he's still at TSU. But they say Texas Southern, where's Chatterbox? I have folks looking for me, you know, because they know that's, that's me and what I do. Yeah. And, and you know, I remember one time my, my, my cousin asked me, and she happened to be listening to to the broadcast. She said, do you, do you ever think he's almost been um, asked to leave a a, a game because she loved when you question sometimes the, the the officials. Maybe a call you didn't see it the way that they saw it. Have you ever been right. close to being uh, tell me you tell me you have? Well, I've gotten some dirty looks over the years. I've gotten some looks. Uh, <laughs> they'll stop in mid stride and stop at the table and look. You know, everyone knows I'm a homer. I'm with Texas Southern. I, there's no question about. Who I'm with when it's on the radio. I have I don't have to mask it. 
I don't have to pretend it. It's, it's always been my style. I got that from Gene Peterson, uh, the radio voice of the Houston Rockets. I grew up a Rockets fan, rooting for them. And, uh, I used to emulate him on the air. Uh, it's just no doubt about it. If you cut me open, I'm going to bleed maroon and gray. And now uh, that's just how I try to get it open to the broadcast and talk about the positive things going on with Texas Southern University. It's enough doing when I, you know, when I tell people all the time, it's enough negative journalism. But when you have some great journalism dealing with uh, your school that you love and, and things of that nature, it's just great. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of uh, one of the persons that you talked about, he's joined us back, Charles Edmond of the uh, Alcorn State uh, Radio Network. Charles, uh, the legend. And I call him the legend. He's icon chatter. Uh, Charlie's the legend. Both of you guys will be in the SWAT Hall of Fame, I, in, in my humble opinion. I, I'm sorry, I, and I'm serious. I'm serious about that. Well, you know, chat, Chatterbox. I, I will say this: Ch Chatterbox. You know, we all learn from each other in, in this in this business. And one of the yeah. things Larry Chatterbox Hill taught me about was having your own preparation card. You know, your flip cards. Larry Chatterbox Hill gave me a template of a, a flip card maybe ten years ago. And I and he sent it to me, and I, as a matter of fact, I got a bunch of copies printed off for basketball and football. So I didn't have that. I had stuff in a folder. I had stuff on plain paper. I needed a little more organization with that. And Larry Chatterbox Hale showed me that. And so you're never too old to learn. You know, there's a whole bunch of flip cards out there that broadcasters post on Facebook and social media. But I needed something that was friendly for me. Larry Chatterbox had something that was friendly for me. So I, I've learned from him. You know, he bleeds, he bleeds Texas Southern for sure. You know, and I was worried about him when he was in the bubble, when they went to the NCAA tournament and COVID and all that. But Larry Chatterbox Hale, he, he is he is true. He is true to the game. And I, I, I really appreciate him. And, hey, we're all in this thing together, Carlos. All our broadcasts, whether it's Rob J., whether it's Larry Chatterbox Hale, Lee Hall of Valley Radio Network, who's here. Uh, you know, we're all in this thing together. So Chatterbox, and, and he does it the old-fashioned way. He rides with the team. You know, I used to do that, Carlos. And, I, and you know, for health reasons, I have a blood clot in my left leg, riding that bus, folded up on that bus. I'm seven feet tall. I did it for 25 years. But I miss the bus, though. I really do because there's so many stories, so, so much laughter, yep. so much tears, tears of joy, tears of frustration when you're on that bus. There's stories that stay on the bus. And so I so do many miss great that. interviews. Yeah. So many great, and some of my best interviews have either been done on the bus or set up on the bus. And when we get off, you know, of course, I can get, get what I need to get and some of the players. And to me, I think when you ride the bus, you get to know the kids. Uh, you get to know their mannerisms. They're used to seeing you. They come speak to you first. Uh, if you're not there, they ask about you. So, you know, it's just in, 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 at the end of the day, it's all about our young student athletes. Yes. And uh, I just, I'm just really afraid to be a part of it. That you know, when you have a freshman that comes there, a wide-eyed freshman doesn't know anybody, doesn't know nothing, green as a string bean. Next thing you know, he's graduated. Then they come back for homecoming, and he's got kids, and say, "Hey, he used to call daddy's name on the radio. He used to call mama's name on the radio." And it's just, a, it's a great feeling. Let you know your growth. Yes. Yeah, that 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 is true true uh, essence of 
building those relationships as we was talking about. Uh, I, I'm peeking over at the at, in the chat room, and they were they were talking about they love chatterbox. Put your hands on the radio. Oh yeah, we gotta have that tiger power, baby. We're gonna need some today. We're going into. We're gonna need all of it today. I even I even picked up some extra tiger power from the uh, bookstore. But I have it in my wallet. So if it gets so if it gets tight, I can pull some of that tiger power out of my wallet. Some people go to their backpacks and get their flask. Nah, mine got tiger power in it, baby. So we got the fullest too today. At Chatterbox, now nah, let's, yeah. let's, let's kind of get into the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, they, yeah. Texas Southern is confident now. In Andrew Body, talk about this football team, how they've made the adjustment of, of losing Andrew Body, and how they made that adjustment for the season. Well, the coaches uh, done a great job of getting Jace Wilson uh, ready to take over for Andrew Body. Uh, who has to sit out in red shirt? Hate that for that young man. He's a great guy on and off field. Once wanted to give it his all, uh, but hey, this is the Texas Southern Tiger football team that rests on the legs of Darius Owens, who's close to becoming Texas Southern's leading all-time leading rusher. This is a Texas Southern football team whose offensive line has been blocking their Tiger tails off to make some things happen. But we've had just had some that. bad breaks on the defensive side and in the secondary. But right now, uh, Jace Wilson is being prepared each and every week to go out and give it a go against whatever opponent you put in front of us. He's growing more and more each and every week. And this team is, is confident. Let's just put it out there. They're on a two-game winning streak against Southern University. It, it's right. not going to be a, a, a big part. Uh, that they're going to talk about, or they're going to just block that out and focus on this year, this game at 4 p.m. against a Southern University team that is uh, well, we know trying it's a new to stay relative to... Uh, uh, well, we know it's a new season for us. Different team, different year, new season. That's what we look at it. Uh, Coach McKinney does not like to rest on last year. He doesn't like to rest on the reruns. Uh, this is not on demand. This is right now live football and Texas Southern. These guys have beat Southern two years in a row, but we're not going to rest on that. We're going to come in. These guys are focused and dialed in, and, you know, we're just going to try to sock it to them and give them the best that we got. Did Coach McKinney try to share with you about what they have to do to come in to, to win this ball game uh, today against Yeah, he Southern. talked about it. You got to stay focused. You got to play disciplined football. It's like we had Florida and m Who would have thought uh, in that first half, we looked like world beaters uh, against that first half against Florida and m was like, oh, my God, where have these guys been? Where have these guys been against Purdue? Where have these guys been against Grambling? I was like, oh, my, I almost started, like, crying tears of joy because we were about to shut Florida and m out. And then they got a touchdown, and it just seems like the energy left the stadium with that touchdown with eight seconds left to play, and you could look down at the players and, you know, Florida and them walked off with lots of confidence. But Texas Southern kind of like, kind of hung their heads a little bit. But uh, like I said, credit to Florida and them, they made some adjustments. But if this Texas Southern Tiger football team, and you think about it, when we when we played, when we played them, 
we played almost mistake-free football that first half. No penalties. We had a penalty on that last drive, and that set them up. That kept them alive to score that touchdown. But what we're going to have to do is push that, is flush that. That's what Coach McKinney always says with the losses. Flush the losses, and we got to get ready for Southern. Chase Wilson gives us a great opportunity to win with some help from the Darius Owens, but the wide receivers have been challenged. They have to catch the football, and the defensive backs have definitely been challenged. You've got to cover somebody. There's no such thing as air coverage in the SWAT. You have to cover somebody and make plays on SWAT football Saturdays at Melvin Spears, would say. Chatterbox, as always, it's been a pleasure. Are, are, are we going to have something uh, delicious as far as Louisiana cuisine? Well, I'm, I'm waiting on my wings. I guess you'll send them over. I've been waiting on them wings. Charlie, let me tell you something. If I was waiting on Carlos Brown's wings, this is like five years in the making here. I would be 10 pounds. I think I'd be on swag life support waiting on Carlos Brown's wings. I mean, do I have to wait for the little chickies to become big enough to, to, to put on my plate? I'm trying to find out what's going on. I've been waiting on, I almost whipped my mailman because I've been waiting on the wings and looking in my box every day. And I said, say, man, are you holding something from me? He said, what are you talking about, Mr. Hale? I said, I'm talking about my hot buffalo wings. Where are my wings at? I, I, I think to make up for it. Uh-uh. Uh, don't, tell me, don't tell me you're going don't tell me you're gonna give me uh, a hen house for Christmas. Don't tell about we got we got a place called Wing Store Chicken Wing Place specialty right in Baton Rouge, right by campus. I, right. I think I'm gonna have to send you I think I'm gonna have to UPS you some. Okay, well you know the game starts at four. So if I eat the wings late, I'll get sleepy and ain't gonna be no tiger power. Oh my! One thing I can say about Charlie. One thing I can say about Charlie. When we went down to Alcorn last year, shout out to Dean Barnes. Man, I had a great time. By ten o'clock, I was eating ribs and, and barbecue chicken. By ten o'clock, I didn't even want to go up and do the game. I was having such a good time. They took care of me. I, I, I'm guilty. I, I got to make it up. I got to do threefold now for all the years and all the heartache. Yeah, that? that's right. <laughs> Own it, as they say these days. Own it. Take accountability, Carlos Brown. I know this is your show. I'm Hello, Mr. Brown. How you doing? Take accountability, <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> I, I'm guilty. I can't say anything else, but it's been a pleasure, yes. Chatterbox. Um, it, it, oh, it's time for me to go already? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, it's, it's almost time. Oh, man. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going to go to the kickoff. I'm excited now, baby. I'm getting well, warmed I, up. I'm excited. Chatterbox is ready. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a quick question for, uh, for Chatterbox. I would say go congrats, congrats to your AD, Dr. Granger. He got a contract extension. Job well done. Dr. Granger, I think he's done a really nice job there. I'm, I'm glad the administration sees his value. Yeah, one of the things about it, he's he's a basketball player, and his four other, his three other ads that are play basketball in the swag that are ads: Travion Scott, Kevin Granger, Asi Robinson, and Jason Cape. 
and all those guys, and I broadcast all of their games. So I've been around quite a while, Carlos Brown. Hey, hey, that's that's what I'm saying. That's Jason Cable, Travion Scott, and Andrew Robinson. I had the opportunity to broadcast all of those guys' games. Hmm. Are you saying that you get a little extra nudge when you're AD with a basketball background? Nah, I just I just they just know me. I'm glad they know me, and I can tell the history of where they've come from. Like when Cable had that shag, I can tell people. I mean, when this guy had a shag, it's just it's just growing. I'm I'm proud of those guys. They grow from student athletes, and they're running athletic programs, and that just goes to show you how great we are when we believe in ourselves and promote from within and progress. Now, the other gentleman that you see is the former AD at Jackson State. For Valley State, Willow Will, Will Brown. And uh, good afternoon to you, Willow. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Mr. Hale. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. See, uh, on this show, you get coaches, you get ADs. So nobody wants to hear from me. They know my opinion, but I give them different perspectives. And Chatterbox, you have brought the ratings up. <laughs> I have, make sure you do one thing for me. Tell L, L. Van Pet where I said hello, will you? Well, he, he, he's coming up next, and I sure okay. will tell, tell him that. Coach Petaway is, um, you know, a regular as well. Um, Chatterbot, in closing, to the audience, what do you have to say? You have. I just think I, I love the Carlos Brown Show. Continue to support the Carlos Brown Show. Tell a friend, encourage a friend to come get some great. HBCU knowledge and some great topics with some outstanding guests. And until next time, go Tiger! <laughs> All right. I appreciate the kind words. Chatterbox, take care. Uh, All right. I'm going to find some wings. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to live that down. Take me the credit card number. <laughs> there was another guy in Houston that's very famous. Um, I guess because I want to bet against him, he owes me a beef brisket. Anybody, know, you know, anybody know who that guy is, Charles? Chatterbox? Uh, the other famous guy in Houston. Dr. Kenyatta Cavill? Uh, yeah, he's famous, but not Dr. Cavill. He's a radio oh boy. guy. He's a radio guy. Ooh. Uh, Interesting. I'm stumped on this one. You got me. I'm stumped. Yeah, well, I think about too. it, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you about that next time. <laughs> next time. Yeah. We're, we're okay. Good back. deal. All right. All right. Take care, Chatterbox. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right, Chatterbox. Got it. <laughs> All righty. Willa Brown, that's Chatterbox, uh, joining us as always. Uh, entertaining energy. Uh, Willa, how have you been? Uh, I, know I can't complain. I know you're a Baltimore Ravens fan. Big victory last week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Huge victory. No doubt about that. My thing <laughs> with them is consistency. 
Carlos, you know, just like with SWAC football and NIAC <laughs> football and SIAC football, you know, the thing for me is consistency. So they're up, yeah. you know, world beaters one week and you know, next week they look like crap. And, you know, so just like, you know, some of our SWAC teams and some of our SIAC teams and some of our CIAA teams, I mean, same thing, you know, so it, it, it's all about consistency, you know, and I was mm-hmm. listening to you guys talk about, you know, going into November, this being the last month of the regular season, that sort of thing. And it, it, like you said, and like Charles said, it's truly crunch time now, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's truly crunch time. And, you know, we, we know, you know, we take it one game at a time and, you know, all the metaphors that go with that, that sort of thing. But, you know, a lot of you guys still have your own, uh, you know, your own goals in front of you. You know, the, the future for you guys is, is, is bright. All you have to do is take care of the business in front of you. You know, so, you know, there are a lot of you guys that don't have to say, well, if Jackson beats somebody and somebody beats somebody, then, mm-hmm. you know, we can slide in there, that sort of thing. You know, all we have to do is beat the behind us in front of us. You know, and we accomplished the goals that that we set out. So it, it's these last four weeks is going to be really, really interesting. And I know these coaches are probably relaying that, you know, to the kids. You know, we we can handle this thing. We can do this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, but we just got to take care of the business in front of us each and every week. Don't worry about scoreboard watching or you know who's playing who else and you know all that sort of thing. Just handle our business, and we'll be where we need to be at the at the end of the season. And, and, and speaking of, and, and I agree that well put, well said, Willer. Um, because I've said you win the week, you're down to crunch time, as you stated. You're absolutely right. And um, a little bit later on in the show, coming up actually shortly, and I think we have enough room for everybody. Um, Hopefully, Coach Petaway will be able to join us in. Coach Carlos Funches, women's basketball coach at Southern University, winning that swag basketball tournament. Um, we'll talk a few things with him. How, what was the impact of winning that swag basketball tournament championship? You know, you know, I love that regular season as well. Well, we want to ask him about that. That we don't want to be repetitive. We know. How important that is at regular season. Now, even Charles will have to admit to that, although he, I know he loves that tournament championship. Then we're going to also, you know, he's got a new contract extension. From an AD perspective, uh, Willer, he was rewarded with a nice contract extension and and a raise. We'll, 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 we'll ask him about that. Also, uh-oh, here we go. And we talked about this. <laughs> That non-conference schedule is brutal. Mm-hmm. And I'll let him answer and give you his feelings, how he feels about that non-conference schedule. Oh, my goodness, it's brutal. But, and, and we'll ask him about some new recruits added to the program. So we'll come back and get your perspective, Willa, on, um, mm-hmm. you know, from the administrative side, rewarding mm-hmm. someone who has – uh, been successful, mm-hmm. boy, it doesn't hurt to have a SWAC tournament championship mm-hmm. going, in, 
going into that phase where it's time to renegotiate <laughs> that contract if you get it helps definitely help. oh yeah uh, big time <laughs> so what we'll do we'll take a time out and when we come back we'll see if we can uh, add coach Petaway. um i'll bring in bj jones hopefully a little bit later and coach Fonche is coming up next you're watching the Coles brown show right here on the black college sports network we shall return Itchy, squirmy, scratchy, family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper Bounty picks up messes quicker And each sheet is two times more absorbent So you can use less He's an eight He's a nine Bounty, the quicker picker-upper From novice to aficionado Find yourself here High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall.
Well, welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. I see we uh, have our next scheduled guest, um, Coach Carlos Funches. Boy, and, uh, and I got to love the first name. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> Sounds great. <doesn't> <laughs> <it>? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Coach Funches, appreciate yes, you coming on after a, a, a scheduled practice today. So I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you're very welcome, Carlos. Very well. With that being said, um, last year we didn't get a chance to talk to you as much, but um, congratulations on a SWAC tournament championship. How has that uh, championship impacted the, the season uh, of the new season coming up? Well, it just helps us to keep grinded and uh, gave us something to build on. You know, we're going to, uh, we're a blue collar team. We're going to work extremely hard each and every year and, you know, try to go out and play our best basketball, especially late in the season. But uh, I thought it helped recruiting, of course, being able to make an appearance in the NC2A tournament always will help you uh, when it comes to recruiting. And that's one of the major things I think that, that it really contributed to. That game itself, and I, I'm kind of seeing it in my mind now that, 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 shot at the end to, to win it for Southern University, jubilation. Um, I, I know you got to put put yourself past that, but man, just, just so exciting for the, the, the young ladies and the staff, just seeing them enjoying that moment, that victory. Well, see, Carlos, that was the semifinal game, of course. The, the one you <laughs> referred to, the Jackson State game. And, you know, one of the toughest things to do is get the young ladies back up for that championship game. You know, the job is not done at that moment. When you win a semifinal game, you have to, it's easy to let down that, that, that next game. You know, my message to the young ladies that night was don't lose tomorrow's game tonight. You know, celebrate. Right, you right, right, right. In and stay focused on the job at hand. You know, going into that tournament, you know, you go in to win one game at a time. Uh, when you win the first one, you move on and get ready for the second one. You move the second one, you get to the championship game, anything can happen. And we beat two, well, three teams, but two quality teams in Jackson State and Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, both of those teams have young ladies on their squad that were ranked top 100 in the country coming out. As a matter of fact, Jackson State has a couple, and so does uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, they have a young lady this year. She was top 10 in the country coming out. So this league has continued to get better throughout uh, over the last probably seven, eight years, but for sure since I've been the head coach over the last five years. Coach, you're absolutely right. See, I'm still so excited. I'm thinking the Jackson State game was a championship game, but you're absolutely right Uh, with UAPB and then having to get back from all the emotion to be prepared for a championship game. Absolutely right. See, it had me so excited. I reverse the games. Well, oh, you're not the only one. Every, everyone seems to do that. You, know, you knock off the number one team and, of course, move on to the championship game and have another another tough-handed task. Yeah, boy, you, you're right, though. That makes it, to me, extremely tough to get ready for that championship game, although you know it's for all the marbles. But once again, congratulations to you, the staff, and the young ladies on you. um, getting, getting that – uh, championship. Um, a couple other things, 
uh, Coach Fonchez, and we kind of talked earlier this week. Um, when you look at it, recruiting is it, the, the bloodline. Uh, talk about the, the, the pieces that you've had. I, I saw one was height, and then the other one, it seems to be uh, uh, in the backcourt. But, but, but go ahead, talk about it. Yeah, we, we signed, uh, we got a commitment from a young lady uh, in Bogotá, Damar Porter. I mean, she's 6'3", she's athletic, uh, she can play multiple positions, and she's going to bring a lot to the table. Uh, got a commitment from another young lady, Jocelyn Tate, who is without a doubt one of the best players in Arkansas. She's a state champion. Uh, she's going to make a lot of noise coming right in. Uh, Arby Wilkins got a commitment from another point guard. She's out of uh, Alabama. So she's, she's going to be really good also. So we're going to continue to build. And like you say, recruiting is a, is a lifeline of your program. You have to have quality players in here. We have to have legitimate quality mid-D1 players to compete for a championship. Again, this league is, is really good. Um, we're probably going to add a couple of more pieces. you know. But right now, we're extremely happy with the young ladies that we have uh, that have committed. Well, Charles Wheeler, if you care to uh, jump in and ask the great Coach Fonchez a question. Uh oh, I wouldn't say great. Time. I wouldn't say great. Well, I'm saying <laughs> great. <laughs> Anybody have a question? Yeah, I, I have a question for uh, for Coach. You, you know, you're one, one of the things I look at when I follow SWAC women's basketball is I talk with our coach, Nate Kilburn, about it getting quality posts getting quantity and quality. That's always, especially when you're playing in the NCAA tournament, you're going against 6'4", six, 6'5", six, when you're at that level. Talk about that because I think I think we are guard-oriented conference. I think we got a lot of good mid-tier players in terms of height, but getting those posts, the 6'2", six, 6'3", six, 6'4", how much of a challenge is that for your team and really throughout the conference because you don't, you know, you don't see very many. Dariana Lewis, who used to play at Alabama A&M, she was really right. good. And just just trying to be have a bigger presence in the post. Well, with us, like you say, it's so tough to get uh, extremely good skilled post players because they get over recruited. You know, if you six three and can play a little bit, you're going to get over recruited. I mean, you're going to get recruited by a lot of power five schools, and, and and so that just makes our job of getting those young ladies uh, a lot more difficult. Now, with the addition of the of the transfer portal that has, you know, made it a little bit easier, I would say. We have uh, two high school post players. Well, we brought in two high school post players, and we've really been working and developing them, and I think they're going to be, be good. Well, they've gotten better and better. Uh, I redshirted Tiana Lidge last year. She's about 6'3 out of El Paso. Um, a lot of people went into the portal and got some post players, and she got overlooked. We were very fortunate to get her and Zalise Harrison, uh, two, six, three, six, four post players from high school. Uh, but we get those young ladies in and develop them. Now, it used to be, you know, in this league, you didn't have many bigs at all. If you had one, six, three, six, four young lady that could play, I mean, they would dominate. But you look around the league, especially with Jackson, uh, you look at Pine Bluff. I mean, both of those teams can go six, five, six, five at the four and the five in the post. And I mean, with players, I mean, they, they actually can get down and play. So, you know, we play a small ball version. We usually play one post player, uh, and we make them have to step out and guard us at that four position. We shoot the three ball at that position and, and try to run a little bit. 
Um, but, you know, with the style of play that we have, we don't necessarily have to have two big, big girls in at one time. When I say big, I'm talking two, six, four, six, five. Sometimes we match up defensively like that at times, but it just depends on the floor of the game. Very Coach, interesting. Uh, Coach, congratulations on your contract extension. You know, Thank obviously you. well deserved. No ifs, ands, and buts about that. Uh, talk to us about your philosophy in terms of the out of conference scheduling. Is that something that you play a role in, or is it something that, you know, the AD just pretty much puts it together and say, Coach, this is the way that we're rolling this year, that sort of thing? But, uh, you know, just give us an, an idea of your philosophy as it pertains to out-of-conference schedule. Well, we have complete control of our schedule when it comes to putting it together. Now, we do have uh, certain obligations, if you know what I'm talking about, that mm -hmm. we have to fulfill. Uh, and part of that goes into us being able to schedule certain games. Uh, we go out, whoever we schedule, we just go out and compete and try to execute and do the best we can on both ends of the court. You know, as a coach, when you play against a, a top 10 team in the country, you look for execution. You know, are you doing the right things on both ends of the court? Are you sitting screens? Are you boxing out even though you don't get the rebound? You know, just just playing uh, fundamentally sound basketball. So wh whatever opponent is in front of you, you try to go out, play extremely hard, and get better that game. You know, it's interesting, Wheeler. I, 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 and go ahead. I, I, you know, it, it must be a sign <laughs> from the Almighty. I have the schedule and I printed it out. Now I can't find it. Um, I can help you out with that, Carla. We opening up with Baylor. We have Texas, uh, followed by Purdue, Miami, Iowa State. Uh, we'll play Northwestern State here at home. We'll play Louisiana College, Louisiana Christian now. Here at home, and then we go. We end up with uh, Oregon, Nebraska, Kansas State, and Oklahoma to close out uh, the non-conference schedule. There we go. Now, 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 now Wheeler is is an AD, and um, Charles, we've gone around about this, and, and Coach Fonchez, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice, and I'm not going to blow a blood vessel. Um, <laughs> But that is extremely tough. That's extremely tough. And, you know, I always talk about moderation. And I think Willa, even after much tugging, I think Willa agreed <laughs> that some moderation would be helpful. Now, that is extremely tough schedule. And then here's the part where Charles will come in. Well, a coach is graded on the conference schedule. I understand that. I understand that, but the obligations, the non-conference. I would say this, Carlos. I don't mean to cut you off. I, I would say this. I would think that, you know, overall, outside of your top maybe 15, maybe your top 20, you know, there's not mm -hmm. a lot of money in the women's game in terms of guarantees. You know, I, I, I think anything past the top 15, top 20, you know, you're not going to get a lot in terms of dollars and cents when you're right. comparing the men to the to the women. Okay, so my philosophy pretty much has always been to schedule to win on the women's side. 
you know, I, I always cut back on the amount of money that the women had to bring in, that sort of thing, you know, and I want them to utilize that out-of-conference schedule in terms of trying to, you know, be competitive, win as many games as possible, go into your conference season on a, on a real high because I knew that, you know, where men probably getting $100,000 a pop, women probably getting half mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. know, less or less in some instances, maybe even less than that. Less than and, and so for me, it wasn't profitable per se mm -hmm. to have the women to go out and get their heads beat in night in and night out, you know, when the return really wasn't that great. Now, on the flip side of that, I understand that, you know, from a player's point of view, they want to play these guys. They they want to see they want to see how they measure up against the best, you know. And so I I don't want to take that away from them either. You'd be surprised, you know. Those players they want to get out there and get against mm -hmm. the best. They oh, want to prove they want to mm -hmm. prove to that coach on the other sideline that hey maybe you should have recruited me, you know. I'm just as good as what you got over there, you know. Mm -hmm. So they take that I think as a personal challenge and they want to go out there and they, they want to fight. They, they want to get after that thing, you know? So I, you know, you don't want to take that away from them either, but, but from a, but from a <laughs> monetary, but from a monetary point of view, I've always been one to kind of relax mm -hmm. those restrictions uh, on the women's side, simply because, you know, there's no comparison. You're not going to be able to have the women bring in, the kind of dollars that the men are going to bring in. And so, you know, for, for my benefit, it's like, why even go through all that? You know, let's try to schedule to win, you know, get you some good competition, you know, but schedule some teams that you got a better than 50-50 chance of, of maybe bringing home the W. And let's go into the conference schedule, you know, on a, on a, on a winning note and, and, and see where we go from there. Coach Fontaine's, your thoughts on what Will very well said. Um, of course, we don't get, we don't bring in the, the funds that the guys do. Uh, most of our guarantee games range from twenty to thirty-five thousand. Uh, very rarely will you get more than thirty-five thousand, uh, and if it's lower than twenty thousand, I'm not gonna play that game. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, unless it's a home and home or something like that, but okay. uh, guarantee funds, I'm not gonna play for less than twenty thousand. Okay. Uh, yeah, so so mm -hmm. it's it's tough. It's kind of a catch twenty two situation at mm -hmm. times, but you know we try to fulfill our obligations and also try to get some wins. In, you know while you're doing both of those things. Right, and, and and somehow I still haven't found that, but I'll probably find it after <laughs> the interview is over. But uh, and, and, Carl, and Carlos, I tell my women's coach, cover the cost of the trip. Right, don't cost don't cost me nothing. That's right, <laughs> you know. And, and if you don't cost me anything, then I don't care where you go, when you go, how you go, all that sort of thing. We okay, That's, you know, as long as I'm not spending any money in order to make it happen. Cover the cost of your trip, and right. we're okay. We're That's fine. Right. All right. 
Coach Montez, that's why I like Wheeler as an AD. I could work with him. <laughs> Some I probably would have a tough time. But back to the schedule. It does give you opportunity to work on some things. And, and when you get into conference play, those things that you've worked on and also the things that you haven't been able to uh, do as well or as successful, you have a chance to uh, work on that. But the moderation, in, in a perfect world, Coach Funches, four or five of those guarantee games would suffice for you per se than having that schedule I just saw or I saw earlier. It's going to be tough, but you're going to schedule, uh, you're going to have a, a, a tough pre-conference schedule regardless. Right. Uh, you know, I think that it really helped us playing some some top 10 teams last year. By the time we got to the conference tournament, you know, we were used to playing against two six fives in the post at one time, being Jackson State and Arkansas Pine Bluff going six five six five. So, it helped us as as far as being able to counter what they were trying to do. Uh, it helped not just the players, but the uh, coaching staff as well. You know, being able to come up with with some different things that could give them problems, or uh, can cause that could cause them some issues. So, uh, the, the schedule we played last year really, really helped us down the stretch. Hopefully, so, it'll do the same thing this year. Right. So, in other words, you just look at the. Um, the positive things on on, on that non-conference schedule. Make some money for the the athletic department and hopefully some go back besides just covering the cost, Wheeler, (laughs) that are going to the women's basketball. Like to help with the recruiting budget and, 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 you know, certain little ambiances that that, that help the women's basketball team, correct? But, Uh, but Carlos, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm mandating that my women's coach cover the cost, then I'm actually saving money that's going back into the program. So to the basketball five, program? If there are five trips, if there are five trips that's scheduled, mm-hmm. okay, and those five trips, the costs are being covered, the costs are already being covered, that's five less trips I have to take out of the budget for women's basketball, which can go into the women's basketball program to do some other things. Yeah, tell us back there. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Well, 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 Coach Fontes, I, I understand what Will is saying, and me and Will always have these kind of discussions, but I mm-hmm. want a little bit more in the women's basketball program from the previous year. From the previous year. Am I Will, am I wrong for wanting that? Some extras to help the the program specifically? Yeah, well, not at all. Not at all. And it's the thing of, you know, I mean, you know, certain side deals are worked out in some instances, that sort of thing. And, you know, like, like I said, Carlos, there are a way to do things. It's just a matter of trying to find creative ways to, to get it done. You know, but the bottom line is, I mean, if if you're saving dollars, you know, then then that's a plus. Yeah. You know, so so if you know, if like I said, if there are five games that coach is going to play, that's not going to cost me anything. Okay, then those are five games that theoretically I've already budgeted for in the budget. 
you know, now I can move that money to the program itself, move those that $20,000 or $50,000 to recruiting, move it to, you know, uh, 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 visits or official visits, that sort of thing. Or, you know, if coach needs some things in the locker room or, you know, uh, uh, new lockers or, or things of that nature. You know, if we need an extra pair of shoes for the year or something like that, you know, now I got now we got those dollars to be able to play with, and I don't necessarily have to rob Peter to, to pay Paul in terms of trying to get the ancillary things done that the program is going to need during the season. Because Carlos, there are always going to be some things that are going to come up in mm-hmm. each and every program that you haven't truly budgeted for that you're going to have to scrap and scrape and try to find the dollars necessary in order in order to get it done. So if, if we can do it like that, then, then that's a plus. I, I, I'll give you a classic example. Uh, this has been several years ago. We played, I think, our men's team, we needed a shooting machine. And a shooting machine is not cheap. No, it's not. We, we played, I think, Arizona State. I think we played, we used some of that guaranteed money to buy, I think Arizona State purchased for us a shooting machine. So those type of side deals that Wheeler Brown has talked about, I think some of that happens. We just don't hear about it. But we, you know, we have those needs. Programs have those needs. And if you can siphon off some of that, or if they can purchase some equipment for you, shoes, shooting machine, or whatever the case, I think that will definitely help not only that basketball budget, but the budget as a whole. Well, well I, I, go ahead, I, Coach Fontes. Yeah, one thing I can say about that, Coach Banks and his staff, the administration, they do a great job as far as working with us and giving us some additional funds to do some extra things. You know, that's that's a little motivation to go out and play some of these guaranteed games as well. Uh, as far as, like you say, shooting machines, uh, updating the locker room, uh, and things like that, recruiting budget. Uh, we do get additional funds for playing those games, thanks to Coach Banks and his staff. Well, that's good and, news. And Carlos, Carlos, I've had a coach come back. I won't name the school. I've had a coach come back, and there was a 50-inch big screen TV underneath the bus, brand new. You know, <laughs> that, <laughs> they were going to they were going to put in their locker room, that sort of thing. And you know, I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. You right. know, the coach had worked out the deal where you know the opposing school you know, had purchased the, the TV as part of the guarantee, that sort of thing, Put it, bought it, put it on the bus, brought it on back, <laughs> saved me the headache of having to go to Walmart or Kmart or whatever <laughs> mart is out there, big Best Buy or something, to try to get these things done. So, you know, it, it, it's all about the sidebar, Carlos. You, you got to make it happen. <laughs> hey, hey I, I, I'm happy for that, Coach Funches says coach banks and administration we're kind of looking at in an overall context but 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 that's good that's good and and i'm not saying coach Funches, that i would like to eliminate all of those games i'm just saying in in, in moderation but that's coach Funches, that's kind of the things we talk about <laughs> on, 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 on this show i'm looking out for the coaches and the ad's I, I kind of make sure I watch them. If they're doing the right thing, they're good. If they're not, we're watching. But um, Coach Funches, that 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 schedule, I'm sure it, it's it, it's going to be a schedule that you're going to uh, 
try to win as many games as possible. Now, going into the conference, how how, how you kind of see it? You just you guys just had your women's and uh, men's um, basketball uh, no, media opening, day. Uh, yeah. Media day, yeah. Right. Um, thought, thoughts on the conference as a whole, I- including your team. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not gonna have any gimme games. You're gonna have to come out. You're gonna have to grind. anybody anybody's capable of beating anybody in a given night. Uh, you don't take but 18 to the tournament. You know, eight out of 12. You know, that's another thing. So you got to position yourself um, to be able to get a high seed, hopefully, in that tournament. Uh, I think any, any one of those eight teams probably could win the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we were voted second. Uh, Jackson State won. We were second. I think Pine Bluff three. Uh, but to me, I don't look at preseason rankings. I look at how you're playing at that time. Uh, hopefully you're blessed enough to be healthy. You know, that's going to be another major factor coming down the stretch and, and have some chemistry. You know, when you're getting transfers and different things, it could go either way. You know, talent does not produce wins all the time. Yes. Sometimes you can be too talented. If you don't have that right chemistry, you know, you're not going to be successful. So I'm really big on having a team with a lot of chemistry, not being dependent upon one or two players, uh, having a lot of balance. Uh, one, We usually play 10 players every game. Uh, and it's by design because I want everybody to be ready because it could be uh, any one of those 10 players night one night. So uh, I think we have an experienced group coming back. Uh, we have been banged up a little bit, but once we get everybody back, I think we're going to be really competitive coming down the stretch and have an opportunity, uh, hopefully, to win another uh, championship. And Coach Funches, I heard you say something earlier, and I, I, I tried to uh, not show my satisfaction. You know, you mentioned the transfer report. And, and to me, having this discussion, a lot of times it's a quick fix. But when you said you had a mixture of high school players that you brought in, the temptation is there to go in the portal a lot. But I love how you said develop those high school players and, and, and it goes back to from a fundamental standpoint a house is not good without a solid foundation right. all of that to say this do you think some coaches have went into the portal or relied on it a little bit too much or am i way off base on that well i guess it just depends on the situation you're in uh, <coughs> you might be in a situation as a coach you fighting for your job for one year, you don't have an additional year in your contract. So you have to get the best talent and you might not have time to develop, you know, but I'm big on, on having high character young ladies in the program. And I believe if you get talented, high character young ladies, uh, they might not be as talented as, as some other kids, but if they are high character that you can develop those young ladies and, and, and have good chemistry, especially coming down the stretch because you know, I, I don't go out and recruit knuckleheads. I want good student athletes, good people in our program, and that's been successful for me. Yeah. I told some of the guys the other day, I said, I long for the days of old where you get a point guard, maybe redshirt him if you have to, and in the program for three to four years. Right. But unfortunately, uh, Charles, let me finish before you shake it. Oh, I know, but unfortunately, I know, I know. Yeah, but, uh, but unfortunately, yeah. I know the time we're in quick yeah. 
gratification, satisfaction. I agree with you. I I, I would love to see that too, but unfortunately, the reality, the brutal reality is, it's just it's very rare now. I agree with and, you. And, and I, I think Carlos, I think Carlos, most coaches would rather go that route. You yeah. know, probably ninety to ninety-five percent of all coaches would probably mm. love to go that route. You know, but administration is not going to allow it. You know, the president's not going to allow it. The fans not going to allow it. You know, I mean, it's just you know the the pressure dictates and necessitates that you know you got to be keep one eye open for the quick fix. You, right. you got to get it done right now, today. You might need, you might need both eyes open. And, an interesting <laughs> eye. and, and believe it or not, people think I'm I'm that way, quick satisfaction. But if I can see the program uh, going in the right direction, and then you sprinkle in a championship or two, and Coach Funches, I'm big on the regular season. I don't care what I'm, – I'm in the minority on that. Everybody focuses on the tournament. I understand, but that regular season is still important, Coach Funches. Uh, no doubt about it. You know, that's when you're building your chemistry. Uh, you want to be solid in that regular season each and every year. And we've traditionally been in the top at least three, uh, top, top uh, two or three each and every year. And as a coach, you want to win that tournament. I, I can say that. You know, that that's really big, not just – from a coach's perspective, but also from an administration perspective, because you get additional funds for going to those tournaments, the NC2A tournament. Now you don't get additional funds for winning that regular season. Of course, you want to win. Don't, yes. get, don't get me wrong. Now we, we try to win each and every game we go out. But if you ask any coach, what would they rather do? Win that regular season or win that tournament? I would say probably hundred percent would say win that tournament. And that's why we need administrators, sports administrators like Willa Brown to put that in that contract, reward them for regular season. They do. I think coaches get rewarded for the regular season also, for sure. No doubt about it. On that note, Coach Funches, I appreciate the time. We can go on and on about, uh, uh, you know, championships and competing, but – um, it seems that the program is in the right direction. Congratulations on the tournament championship. Congratulations on finishing in the top four year in and year out. As far as me, a Southern alum, I can't complain. I can't complain. Close the comments, Coach Funches. Well, we're just going to come out. The young ladies have come in, uh, came in, in in June, getting ready for this upcoming year. It doesn't start in October. Uh, they've been here all summer long, grinding, lifting weights, uh, doing individual workouts, uh, just getting ready for this upcoming year. And hopefully, you know, things will come together, especially by the time we get to that tournament, Carlos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one now, Coach Frances. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll look to uh, talk again real soon. Continue success and tell the staff and, and the young ladies, keep working hard, keep grinding. Will do. Thank you all. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, Thank you. That was Coach Funches, women's basketball coach at Southern University. 1236, I say, gentlemen, Charles, let's um, get into some uh, football. Uh, swag football, of course, some big games uh, this week. 
And I'm still looking for that schedule. It must have been a sign from the creator. Not to talk about it too much. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I know it's in here somewhere. I'm going to find it even <laughs> at the uh, end of the show. Uh, but Charles, last week in October 21st, uh, a few games to talk about. Um, Jackson State over Mississippi Valley State 21 to 6. I understand Charles. Charles says Valley is always going to be a tough out. In this game, it was. Jackson State was able to get it done. We'll come back to that game uh, as far as quarterback situation. A change at the helm in Jackson State. Can you believe a coach makes a change within the season (laughs) with a quarterback changing it? I applaud T.C. Taylor. He didn't wait to the end of the season. Also, of course, Southern over Bethune-Cookman 28-18. Alcorn State ruins a homecoming, UAPB, 31-7. And it was FAMU over Texas Southern. Charles Willard, any surprises in uh, last week? Well, Charles has to um, uh, unmute his mic. Um, Yeah, for me, just the closeness of, of the games, you know, Valley Jackson, you know, Jackson with the three touchdowns, they were given short fields to get those three scores. So I think that's a, that's a huge factor. Texas Southern jumping out on FAMU, that that got some shock waves uh, throughout the league. And it was a tussle between Southern and Bethune-Cookman. Look, after what happened two weeks ago with homecomings being ruined and all that, nothing surprises me and nothing will surprise me here in these next few weeks. Who knows what's going to happen? The silly, I call it, Carlos, the silly season of the swag is officially here with the wild wild west you never know what's going to happen and hey I, i'm really not surprised that all the results were the results the better team won but, it, but there are going to be some tussles with these games the rest of the way i would use one word willa homecoming from coach pete richardson <laughs> to the distractions that can happen and that yes, can throw up, as charles is alluding to Yes, it does. But, you know, I, I think, you know, all the blue bloods, quote unquote, have prevailed, so to speak. You know, the, the, the usual suspects, you know, Southern, FAMU, Jackson. You know, I mean, we can talk about uh, uh, the, the fight that it took in order to get the end result. But the bottom line is the end result came in their favor. And, uh, you know, with, with Jackson and Valley, you know, you're talking about another rivalry game. And, you know, unless you step on them quickly and hard, you know, there's always that lingering thought that, you know, this could go either way, that sort of thing. So, you know, that wasn't, you know, what wasn't as, as surprising as some people made it out to be. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think FAMU right now is, probably clearly the class of the of the east Mm -hmm. so to speak and uh you know i I guess they they need to be on guard for any kind of letdown that may be going down the stretch you know i I think the you know alabama a&m game is probably gonna be a trap game uh uh uh, for them they haven't played yet i don't think and uh you know so but outside of that you know on on the west side you know, like you said, the 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 blue bloods have their destiny in their hands, and so you know, Southern can get it done. 
if they just go on and went out. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to, to kind of see what happens. Yeah, very much so. So in the West. Well, I think, you know, we'll talk about Valley Jackson real quick. I think the buildup for that game, remember, you know, Jackson lost to Alabama State the week before. Mm-hmm. And Valley throttled UAPB the week before on Valley's homecoming. So the buildup of that game kind of kind of led to some some un, un, uncertain moments. But mm-hmm. as far as the West is concerned, I mean, it's, you know, as I said in the last hour, at this point with a few weeks left, when you have an opportunity to control your own destiny, your own fate, despite the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, the sideways, you are really fortunate. And there's only what, three teams that can do that right now. Mm-hmm. AMU number one, Prairie View number two, Southern number three. I would love to be Southern University right now because right now we got to hope that Prairie View loses because they beat us here right on this field. So, you know, we don't control our own destiny right now. So I would love to be in that position to be kind of in the driver's seat with just a few weeks left. And, you know, it's always said when you lose within the division, it almost counts as a, 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 a extra loss. And, and let's say hypothetically – I think it's going to be tough for Prairie View. They're going to be motivated. Uh, FAMU, if they're not distracted, Prairie View and FAMU. FAMU defeats Prairie View and them. I think that's what's going to happen uh, today again on ESPNU. Then uh, that loss counts in the loss column, you know, for Prairie View and them. Then Prairie View and them still has to uh, come to Southern University. Then you got Southern and Alcorn. Then we can't forget about Grandma State University, although they've kind of kind of had a little, you know, roadblocks as of late. Yeah, Southern controls their own destiny. You win the week four times in a row, you're the Western Division champion. Um, and, and Carlos, this last month of the mm-hmm. season, my philosophy is very simple. Okay, get out, get out, get rid of the style points. You know, ain't no, you know, just no win, baby, huh? And that's just it. win, baby. That's it. Win, win the damn game every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Win, win the damn game. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, don't matter how you win it. You know, with scratch, claw, bite, whatever. You know, let's let's get it done. Get the W. Let's move on to the next week. Do the same thing all over again. Get the W. Let's move on to the next week, et cetera, et cetera. Well, well right. Carlos, you, know, you know, Wheeler, I said this two weeks ago. I mean, if you look at college football, period, there there really isn't any style points right now. Georgia's winning mm-hmm. ugly. Alabama's. I mean, even in the swag, there is there's nothing pretty. There's no style points, and, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, this is one of those years. Is and maybe the transfer portal, NIL. You got all this talent dispersed all over the place as compared to being concentrated in certain certain programs. I think you're going to see the griminess of this the rest of the way. And, it, and for fans, mm-hmm. it's frustrating. It's infuriating at times. But I think it, it, it brings everybody kind of to the surface and where you got to show up and get it done. And it, it just is not quite that easy. And I, and I think for all of us, it may be crazy, but it sure is exciting. <laughs> exciting to some. Nervous, break, <laughs> nervous breakdowns to others. Blood, blood pressure. You know, yeah. if, if you got heart problems, you got to take your medicine. <laughs> You know, hey, I, you're right. A win is a win. But, boy, winning those close games and losing close games, that can be just painful. 
that that could be painful. Uh, I'll say this. North Carolina Central, got a chance to see them a couple of times. Best team in HBCU football, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And you can kind of look at some scenarios. Could be a, if FAMU wins the swag against North Carolina Central, they win the MIAC. But right now, in my humble opinion, no doubt about it, North Carolina Central, best team in HBCU football. October the 28th, which is today. By the way, guys, tomorrow is uh, my last year in the 50s. I'll be 59 tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! You know I'm a celebrate. Alcorn State holds Mississippi Valley State at 2 p.m. We'll come back to that game. Um, UAPB hosting Jackson State. What kind of mood UAPB will be in? Jackson State. And by the way, we've got to come back to that uh, uh, quarterback situation at Jackson State. Um, it's Grambling State University hosting Bethune-Cookman. And by the way, Grambling's president now, the uh, president of the Louisiana Charles Board of Colleges in the state of Louisiana. Congratulations. Uh, president G, congratulations. Alabama State and Alabama and By the way, uh, Grambling State and Bethune-Cookman is on HBCU Go at 2 p.m. The Magic City Classic. We had some technical issues, I guess, with Coach Petaway and um, and B-Day. They're both in uh, Birmingham for the Magic City Classic. That's a huge matchup. We hadn't really talked too much about that. Of course, FAMU and Purview and m 3 p.m. on ESPNU. And um, Southern and Texas Southern, by the way, Alabama and m and Alabama State at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Quickly, guys, Alcorn State and Mississippi Valley State, who do you like? Well, for really? me, of course, you, of course, you know it's the Braves. We got to get we got to get back to Braves football, ground and pound, running the football. Our defense with ten interceptions, second behind Jackson State with thirteen. We got to we got to avoid the penalties. Got to continue to clean up special teams. If we jump on Valley, put this one away. We'll have a fun day here at Sphinx. So you, I, I think Alcorn yeah. takes care of business. Oh, yeah. th- there you go. Well, yeah, I mean, quickly, yeah, um, I, I was going to pick at Charles because, you know, he says Valley's <laughs> a tough out, but now. Yes. But, but, yes. Now, but today it seems like, well, I, I didn't hear that. Yeah. yeah no, it, it's, it's, <laughs> hey, it's one of those things. It's a rivalry. You know, Valley, you know, Valley had Jackson on the ropes a little bit, you know, just couldn't capitalize. Bray's got to be on guard today because right now they're, they're the hottest, second hottest team in the league. Hey, is that Cedric Tillman just walking out the door? Tillman. Come back there, Cedric. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Cedric waiting on some food. Cedric is hungry right now. Cedric is hungry right now. Yeah, thumbs up. He's he's hungry. Yes. Sideline reporter, All Corn State Radio Network, and an outstanding photographer, along with another guy I know from All Corn. Yeah, yeah, great job. Um, UAPB and Jackson State now. Jason Brown, whoo, reminds me of Macon, came in with a lot of fanfare. Lo and behold, replaced. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's going on there? T.C. Taylor has the guts to make the change. Yeah. And it's paying off. Yeah. It's 
is paying off. I mean, he's stringing these things together. Um, I, I'll say this about UAPB. Southern handled them. We handled them. UAPB defensively can be tough when their offense is clicking. Right now, they need a quarterback. They got a good running game, decent receivers. They need a quarterback that can push it down the field. I think that's that's coach's problem right now. Um, I, I think after losing homecoming, I think Jackson State just trying to hang in it. I do think Jackson's a better team. I do think Jackson will win the game. Without a doubt, Willer. I got Jackson winning this. And uh, UAPB, they're, they're trying to build the program or rebuild it. it it's going to take some time. I got Jackson State also. You know, uh, uh, what's that? Bill Parcells says that you are what your record says you are. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and Pine Bluff is what their record says that they, you know, that, that they are. And yeah. uh, I think Jackson State gets back on track and uh, brings home a win. Yeah, I, I I like the new coach though. Let's give him some time. Let's see what happens. We'll we'll revisit this a couple of years from now, and um, I I think they'll be in, in a better place. One thing about Pine Bluff, Carlos. One thing that I noticed: their administration is kind of patient when it comes to coaches. They just don't throw coaches under the bus. They they give them time to you know. George Ivory struggled at the end there as men's basketball coach. Don Brown just got a new deal. And so I, I think their their administration is patient with their coaches. So I, I, I do think there'll be patience there too. Now that's interesting because we were just talking about now you got to win now and instant gratification. So if they're patient, kudos to them. Yeah. Kudos to them. Magic City Classic. Now I, I'm going to have to hear this again. For some, <laughs> for some of those teams, it's only a matter of winning that. And that's what all matters. If they lose their Magic City Classic, it's bad. If they win it, that makes the season. Mm. Bayou Classic? Do I have that same feeling? No. <laughs> Jackson State and Southern? Um, yeah, I, I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm in a bad state. I got to go see somebody to get my mental capabilities better if Southern loses to Jackson State. But the Magic City Classic, it's huge. It's huge. Who do you like, Willer? I, I, I like AM. Uh I, I think uh Connell got a you know what they say, piss to get off the pot or what have you. And <laughs> this might be this might be that game for him, knowing that he's got Fam you know, still left on the schedule. And uh, you know, I know he knows he can't figure to lose many more and still be in the thick of things. But, you know, in order for him to salvage this season, you know, number one, you rather win the East and go to the Celebration Bowl, okay? But number two, Carlos, you got to beat your rivals, you know, and that's, that's a rivalry game. And, you know, as you stated, might not mean much to you, Carlos Brown, as a state, but you know, to the folk at AM and to the folk at Alabama State, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a do or die type situation. You know, homes divided and all that sort of thing and stuff. And so, you know, but I, I think I think AM brings this one home. Now, see, Charles, I'm going to go the other direction. I, I've seen Alabama State defensively, very physical team, tough, and I get an edge to Alabama and them offensively because Alabama State has been challenged like so many others in this conference offensively. 
But I think that defense is going to uh, play well. I think they're going to be right there. And I think they're going to make this a game that's going to be few big plays on from on, on their perspective. And I think they're going to rely on that defense. And I'm picking Alabama State. I think they get it done today. I could be wrong, but we'll see next week how this game plays out. You know, when you talk to fans of Alabama A&M, they say there's only one game that matters, the Magic City. Oh, I know. When you you talk to fans of Alabama State, they say there's one game that matters, and that's the Magic (laughs) City. They don't even talk about anything else for some strange reason. I don't know why, but that's just their fan bases. you got to respect that. This is, this is what I call the conversation game. Whoever wins this game stays in the conversation. Maybe for the East, whoever loses this game is out of the conversation. So, for me, if I had to pick, I'm going I'm to go with Alabama State because I agree with you. I think their defense is going to hold A&M in check enough. You know, A&M can score points now. They can. But I think Eddie Robinson Jr.'s defense will make more of an impact on this game. I think it will be a low-scoring game. And if that's the case, I have Alabama State. It favors Alabama State if it's a low-scoring game. Um, Offensive Alabama State, they've been challenged, like I said. Um, but, you know, I'll I'll put my hat on the defense nine out of ten times in a uh, championship-type atmosphere. Uh, FAMU and Purview and them. Now, Will, I got the feeling Charles may go with – he wants to go with Purview, but he probably picked FAMU. But um, we know FAMU has proven to be the most consistent. Have they been perfect? No. But um, in this game, I, being at home, I don't think Coach Simmons will allow this team to be distracted is the word I use in light of what we've seen uh, some teams in this conference lose their homecoming games. Uh, FAMU's defense is styled up the middle. Defensively, they get after you. And then offensively, uh, Willie Simmons and his play-calling abilities, he's going to open up the the repertoire of his offensive uh, skilled players. I wish some other coaches in this conference would do that. I like FAMU. I like FAMU in this ball game, And it may be a little bit closer than we think. But then when the fourth quarter comes, I think FAMU uh, will be ahead and they'll win the football game. I like FAMU. Charles? Willie Simmons, I know you're not watching. I know you're not listening. <laughs> I'm challenging you, Willie Simmons. This is it. Oh, here we go. He's you challenging. And I, you, you, and I are pulling, you and I are pulling for A&M, uh, for FAMU, Carlos. We're hoping that Prairie View drops one. So we are, we're, in, we're kind of in the same boat, rowing in the same direction. Uh, get it done, Willie Simmons. You know, Musa, he may not get the style points. He's getting it done. It's homecoming. You know the distractions. But I tell you what, no one is picking Prairie View. No one. Zero. I don't know of anyone other than the Panther Nation that is. It's going to be tough at Bragg. Sold out crowd, game flex. Everybody's talking about it in Tallahassee. No one's giving Prairie View a chance. And those are the type of games that – in which Prairie View seems to rise up. No one gave them a chance here against Alcorn, and what did they do? They ride, they rose up and won the game. It's tough for Brad, no doubt. I so have who are you picking? I'm picking family <laughs> to win the game. I'm challenging Willie that offense to get it done. Get it done, Willie Simmons. Get it done for me, please. Well, you know, he's a gunslinger, uh, uh, uh Willie, and you challenge him. He doesn't take that lightly. 
Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they'll get it done. They're, they're the best team, and not a shot. Just a disrespect to uh, Prairie View and them. Uh, but FAMU is a better team. Would I be shocked if Prairie View upsets FAMU? A little bit. A little bit. But FAMU wins this one. Go ahead, Willer. I, I think FAMU is in search of the complete game. And uh, for them, mm. probably be no time like homecoming in order to do that. You know, on all three sides, offense, defense, and special teams. So, you know, I, I like FAMU at home, specifically at homecoming, to uh, to get it done. Also, I just got a note, important note, Tuskegee and I think that's Clark Atlanta is on the Black College Sports Network uh, following this show. So make sure you uh, uh, tune in. Got about three, four minutes left here on um this week's edition of the Coles Brown show. Uh, one of the games, Southern and Texas Southern M- motivation. Southern has to produce a run game, be consistent with that um, on offense. I, I, I'm going to challenge. Oh, here's that word again. I'm going to challenge Julie <laughs> to open up that offense and be creative. You promised uh, offense. Uh, a track meet on the football field, a basketball fast break offense on the football field. Today, today would be a good time for it for us to finally uh, uh, see that. Force turnovers, win the line of scrimmage, and bring the energy for four quarters. This team has defeated you two years in a row. I shouldn't have to be on the board talking about motivation. It should be X's and O's. And besides, it's important to be able to reach your goal, one of your goals, and that's to win the Western Division. With that being said, I like Southern University, and we're challenging them. We're challenging players, fans, everybody. Let's give Chatterbox a nice Rude awakening, <laughs> heading back to Houston. Great broadcast for Texas Southern. We, we we want that for Chatterbox, but we want Southern University to be another step. Win the week, win the week. I like Southern University in this ball game. Twenty eight points, twenty eight points to fourteen to Texas Southern. Charles and then Will, and then we'll wrap up the show. This is not one of those big rival games at Mumford. You know, I challenged the Jaguars against FAMU, and they didn't get it done. This is not one of those games, even though it's huge. Southern University will win this game, and I have no issues with it whatsoever. 35-14 Southern. Wow. Give him another seven points there, Willer. (laughs) (laughs) Fight, scratch, claw, whatever. It ain't got to be pretty. Just get it done. You know, and, and, and I think Southern gets it done. You know, they got just as much at stake as, as anybody. You know, it, it's time. You know, the, the West is in front of them. You know, going to get it done. I'm going with Southern. There you have it. Wrapping <coughs> up uh, another show. We appreciate everyone uh, tuning in. Don't forget uh, prayers and thoughts for Coach Sean Wallace fighting pancreatic cancer. Uh, that's a, a tough battle, but hey, Coach Wallace, he's a fighter. He'll he'll get it done. Want to thank uh, Ad Roy producing today's show. Don't forget Tuskegee and Clark Atlanta 
uh, on the Black House Sports Network coming up next. Also, Blue and Gold Center Club, a proud sponsor of the Coles Brown Show. We appreciate their sponsorship. Until, and Charles, you can get ready now, until next Saturday <laughs> at 11 a.m. for another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network starting at 11 a.m. Until next time, as always, peace and God bless.